Eight. Any last words? Seven. Six. Five. Four. Three. Two. One. Welcome, everybody, to Chuck and Lou. Tonight, we have Casey Tison as our guest. Obviously, we have uh, Lou in the mix tonight, and we also are bringing Pete back tonight, and we are going to talk to Casey Tison, who obviously many of you know was a 2015 St. Charles High State champion um, and also their leading scorer. We talk anything tonight, guys, in our audience. I want to thank you guys for listening. We talk anything from him as a, you know, in the AAU circuit in the summertime to his high school days to what separated himself as an athlete. We also talk anything high school basketball. We obviously talk about the area and high school basketball. Lou gives his impression or his expressions on things around. Pete gives his thoughts. And Casey was just great talking about his different high school, college, all his coaches, and obviously his experience as a state champion. And then what it takes as a young man to be a basketball player of his um, and put him on his spectrum, I guess you could say. And thanks again to to Pete and Iggy and all our guys. And we look forward to seeing you guys in a couple weeks on another episode. But can't wait for you guys to listen to this one. This one is awesome. Take a listen. Thanks. Welcome, everybody, to Chuck and Lou. We are back. That's my voice. Yes, Friday night was a, a good one for the Warriors as we beat Sullivan. Uh, my voice is a little down. Got, got Saturday coach's voice on Sunday. Uh, Lou, that's, you know, what's going on here? I've been working a little too hard, I think. Um, I don't know. How are your chicken wings? <laughs> Just got done with some chicken wings. Um, you brought them down to the house and some fries. They were good. Chicken wings were Thanks for my dad for making that. Your dad and a little chicken fryer you got at home. What do you call that thing? Air fryer. Air fryer. Got Thanks. Hey, Iggy, I hear you back there, Iggy. I'm paying attention. You must Got have an air fryer. <laughs> I'll tell you what. So tonight, Got. around the dais, we have Lou. Obviously, I'm Chuck. Uh, for those of you first-timers out there listening, we started this over a year ago, podcast where we bring in a little, you know, mostly basketball-type people, but sports people, administrators, um, and we bring them in. And, and if not, then we just go with Chuck and Lou, and we brought on about two months ago, three months ago, we brought Pete. Pete's with us tonight. Pete, what's going on? How's it going, guys? It's been, it, a, it's been a while. It's been a while. You know, yeah. Pete, better known as, as Drew Ebert here. You know, he's got a nice ball cap on tonight. The, new, the Blues, nice ball cap. Looking fresh with his beard tonight. Looks good. Thank you. Man. Woo! Little man crush on you tonight with that hat. I tell you what. <laughs> and I, on the dais tonight, uh, our guest. We, we've been waiting for this one. We have joining us tonight, 2015 St. Charles High State champ. St. Charles High's all-time leading scorer. We are blessed tonight on this mm-hmm. day is to have Mr. Casey Tison. Casey, how's you. it going, buddy? Good. How are you? Oh, I'm good. I'm sure Hunter Johnson, the boys, can't wait to no. listen to this one. You no, know? Yeah, I can't wait. Man, to. but we are we are <laughs> blessed here. We we're gonna start the show off tonight. We have two uh, St. Charles West guys here and two St. Charles High guys. We're we're just gonna go ahead and throw the mics out and we're gonna start wrestling. All right. <laughs> you know, <laughs> who would Lou? Who would you take? I don't know. I don't know. Man, I don't know. You have actually two I questions. Run, I might run upstairs. You might run upstairs. <laughs> so it's going to be a two-on-one. You're going to go upstairs and get like a like a table or a chair that we can maybe use, like a WWE action here. Uh, <laughs> I, my first instinct would probably to grab a pillow. A pillow. A pillow. <laughs> <laughs> a pillow. You, can, you can take T-Son then. You can get him with a pillow. Yeah. I'll get over here. Go love a chair macho man Randy Savage on Pete over here. Oh, yeah, baby. <laughs> so, um, you know, tonight's show, uh, first off this weekend, guys, did you do anything good? Anybody go to the aquarium or to the... I went to the aquarium. You actually. did. I did. I'll be darned. Did you, did you get in there? What, what was your favorite part about the new aquarium down there? Uh, touching the stingrays. You have a little section <laughs> where you touch the stingrays. For <laughs> there, it's, it's an exhibit. You can do whatever you want there. Wow, man! But no, they had uh, stingrays. They had starfish. They had a bunch of stuff for like all the kids to touch. But that was probably. One of the cooler things that I saw there. Did you go on the Ferris wheel down there? We actually did. Did you? Yeah. Nice. I think we did five loops. Five loops, man. Yeah. 
man, five loops of three man. That's like three man weed getting crazy. <laughs> you know, Pete, you've been out of the aquarium yet? I have not. No, been to the Ferris wheel. I've driven past it a few you've times. Past it. Uh, I tell you that area is really starting to shake yeah, up. Yeah, it is it's starting to pop. Looks a good, bit. yeah. I like that area down there yeah. too. You know, but back in the day, you just gone there, and all, all there was down there was you go to the fudge factory and listen to him <laughs> sing you "Happy Birthday" and throw fudge at you. You yeah. know, so it's good to get that area back and kicking. Lou, anything this weekend? Or are you gonna hit me with an "I don't know" again? Uh, I do know what I did this weekend. <laughs> Incarnate uh, word action or no? No, no, no. Um, Sorry, no. I was at. Uh, I'm sure St. Charles Barmail first so scored nine CYC games Saturday and doing six. One got canceled for no reason. Two other two got canceled due to the uh, snow. Ooh, mm. did, were you okay with that? And you can go home early and get yeah. out for the evening. My dad still made me go to church. So oh well, yeah. So I got church out of the way. That's good. Yeah, but I got an hour break in between hard work and up in, on the stage there and. Ended up playing an intense three on three game with people from Incarnate Word. That was nah, uh, here we go. Yeah, that was interesting. <laughs> Red Army is getting there somehow. Yeah, um, shooting threes from half court and volleyball lines, <laughs> swishing it with the girls' basketball. But I, I was getting ready for senior night. Five action. Yeah, running, uh, running, getting ready for a twenty twenty one senior night. You already put yourself in the lineup for senior night oh, next year. Snap. Yeah. Oh, he goes. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, man. Well, I didn't, I didn't do a whole lot this weekend. Uh, Friday night, actually, was with Coach Foster from St. Charles High after. You know, when coaches win, they find themselves at establishments around town occasionally. And we uh, went out and talked about the game a little bit. And then today I was up watching our, our younger teams play and um, saw a game today end in sudden death. In basketball, you know, that's always a nice way to go out. You know, it's kind of like, hey, we're going to toss it up. First one to score after, you know, playing for 45 Wait, minutes. Wait, you were out late after a game? Uh, first time ever. Yeah, I was asleep by probably 10.30. Well, good. You needed rest. You had a big day, you know. <laughs> uh, but, hey, Pete, tell us a little bit about the uh, the Lady Pirates over there in St. Charles High. Uh, we played last week against Parkway West. Uh, we picked up our uh, third one of the season. Uh, got uh, two tough games coming up next week with uh, – Zumalt South on Thursday. We play Ursuline on Tuesday. Uh, schedule's tough, but uh, we're getting better. It's uh, We keep telling our girls it's a process, and we just got to keep trusting in our system and what we're doing, and we're getting better. Yeah. Casey, have you heard your coaches many times in your day say, Casey, it's a process? Yeah. Have you ever gotten to times. a point where you're like, hey, coach, it's a process, but we're probably not going to win too many games, <laughs> yeah. you know? Uh, that process, you know, you have, to, you have to have that word, you know, with your teams. Um, yeah. Basketball's so long. It is. You know? Long it's, season. It's, it's a long year, but as normal... We're going to go ahead and start with Casey, our guest here. Um, we're going to kind of get into Casey Tison's life. You know, obviously he's, he's a legend in St. Charles. You know, um, many, many, many of kids grown up here in the last, you know, I could say probably ten or fifteen years have watched your career ever since fourth and fifth grade all the way on, and especially in high school with the career yeah. you had. Um, but tell us a little bit about your journey. <clears throat> I guess we'll start with where did you play youth basketball at? Youth basketball. It started off with the Comets, well, all the Dushin boys, yeah. Drew Moore, Sam uh-huh. Briscoe, and all those guys. Well, uh, I was a Comet. So really? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, I was uh, full time, uh-huh. eight through eight. I think everybody started playing basketball with the Moors. I, I mean, I feel like I feel like you have to. You have to if you yeah. want to play basketball in St. Charles. You got to play. Did, well, yeah. did you play with the Moors? No. I mean, I'll be darned. No. Beat? No. So you went with the Moors with the Comets at St. Cletus. You know, yeah. started with that journey. Yeah. And then, um, what led you, like, in 7th and 8th grade, who did you play with? Still the Comets there? Is that Yeah, it, it was or? still the Comets. Uh, I kind of bounced around on AAU teams, you know, just subbing in. You tap your CYC coach on the shoulder, like, hey, man, I'm pretty good. I'm going to go <laughs> maybe fly over yeah. here and play against some yeah. better competition. Yeah. And then in high school, obviously, um, did you did you play all four years at St. Charles High? I did play all four level? years, yeah. Oh, man, varsity I, level, you yeah. You think I remember that. Yeah. I did. Trust me, I did. <laughs> um, and, and you kicked my butt several times, but what was your summer like um, with the AAU circuit? Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, so that was actually a lot of fun. Uh, so 
Friday after school, I just straight from school head on down to Kansas City. I'd go sleep with my sister because she went to UMKC at the time. So uh, I'd stay with her over in that area. I had had practice for probably about ten minutes away from her house, so it worked out perfectly. Um, and you played for Team Mocan out of Kansas City. Yeah, Team Mocan, so it's a Missouri Kansas team. But we had a kid from Oklahoma, Shake Milton. Shake, uh, Shake, he's a good player. You gotta get the ball. You got a guy named Shake. Yeah, gotta give Shake the Give him the ball. Um, but yeah, uh, started off there. You know, we traveled every weekend. Uh, so it was pretty intense. It was pretty much like. Like college almost. Like right. we, we scouted uh, uh-huh. Coach Rodney Perry. He did a really good job. I've heard phenomenal things about him. He is awesome. So when you all of a sudden you're a St. Louis kid, you're a St. Charles kid, and all of a sudden you distribute yourself to Team Ocan in yeah. Kansas City. I mean, what, what was that like as far as do you think in the long run that was a good decision? Oh, I 100% agree. Yeah, that was a good decision. I guess it helps. You had your sister you could stay with. Yeah. That helped yeah. a lot. Um as far as tell us a little bit, did, did you were you able to go to Vegas to the Peach Jam and all that kind of stuff? I mean, uh, the was that Peach before Jam, your time? Or? I did go to the Peach Jam, but when we went when we made it to the Peach Jam, I had that broken ankle, gotcha. so I didn't get to play, unfortunately. Oh my gosh, which sucked, but you know, it, right. it happens. Absolutely. So now we dive into the recruiting process. You're uh, obviously a junior at the time, probably getting recruited kind of heavily around mm-hmm. town, and then um, what was the decision to go? Um, tell tell the, the audience out there about your decision and where you went and then where you ended up. Well, uh, Eastern Illinois was recruiting me heavily because of Mark Stricker. Right. Um, and he was the a current Maryville coach. Current Maryville coach, mm-hmm. yes. Uh, and I, I knew I wanted to play for him again just because I kind of played with him throughout AAU ball, and I liked the way, you know, his style. So mm-hmm. I had several other offers, but I I just knew I wanted to play for Strick. Right. So you go play for Strick. And, and when did that relationship with Coach Stricker, because obviously if you know anything about basketball and KCT Town and St. Charles, you know that the Mark Stricker and the KCT Town relationship started, and it's still there. Yeah, But um, where did that relationship start? So that started off, I think it was eighth grade. We were playing uh, for Gateway. Mm-hmm. Um, Not in Gateway, guys. And Dan Otto, I think he had to miss a tournament to go somewhere. And then Mark Stricker subbed in for like two weekends. Uh-huh. And uh, – you know, he was hard on us, but he was like, he was a good coach. He right. just, he was mean to us, but in those kids, they weren't used to being yelled at or anything. Right. So, you know, that's something I kind of, I kind of liked, you know, someone telling me no. Right. But, uh, and ever since then, you know, kind of just clicked. I was like, okay, I'm going to stick with this guy. So you go to Eastern, and obviously, you know, this situation where you're at Eastern for what, one year? Two years. Two years. Yeah. And it wasn't like you were some guy that went there and sat on the end of the bench. I mean, you played good yeah. minutes yeah, there. I played really good minutes, yeah. And then um, Strick goes ahead and takes the job at, at Oral Roberts. Mar- at, at Oral Roberts mm-hmm. And then he ends up at Maryville, and then yeah. so do you. So how does yeah. this work out? Well, freshman year, you know, I had a, an okay season. Uh, come back, Strick tells me he's like, I got another job opportunity at Oral Roberts, so I was like, okay, I, I'm going to stay here. Right. Uh, you know, sophomore year was different. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of new faces. You know, my playing time did go down, but I, that was no problem for me. I, you know, I'm not a selfish person where I took that personally. Right. Um, but then he told me he's like, he's like, yeah, there's an opportunity to me. Like, I might, I might get a job at Maryville. Uh-huh. So I. And I told him, I was like, if you get the job, like, I'm going to go. Right. Like, it, there was no question I'm going to go to Maryville uh-huh. and play with Nolan Berry and Jimmy Barton. Right. So, 
And uh, you know that just kind of went off from there. And that fell into place, and you go there, and then you have a great, you know, yeah. you know, Mary really had great success with when you were there, and you you talked about those guys that came back, the Smet boys come back, yeah. and yeah. you kind of hook up with them again, and then you end up Maryville with a, a great career, and ended up going over actually and, and playing professionally for a hot second, and came hot back. Uh, you said you went over there, and you were kind of like, what in the heck yeah, did I get yeah, myself yeah. into? It was a mess. Honestly. It was a mess. Yeah, it was it was a boring life too. I, right. I don't know if I could I could do that. You uh-huh. know you. Wake up, you go lift, come back, watch TV, then you go maybe go to the gym, shoot, shoot, work out, and then go back at seven o'clock and That practice. sounds like kind of lifestyle I like, minus the lifting part and the shooting part. <laughs> to wake up and you know, I could just go to the gym and kinda of hang out and then go back to bed. But yeah. Let's go ahead and, and move on to the show here. Now we're gonna kinda of get into uh, some questions that I know, you know, our audience is usually kids that, you know, say they're not listening to us, but they are behind the behind their parents' back, I hope, <laughs> trying to figure out some things about basketball and then yeah. parents and things. So we're gonna have Pete start us off here and Pete and Lou are gonna take you through some questions and then Sounds I'll hop good. in uh, whenever I feel necessary. So, uh, Casey, during your high school career, what do you think separated you most from other high school players? Uh, I'd have to say my attention to detail, like footwork, most importantly. You know, uh, Alex Bazell and Strick, they really helped me with my footwork, and that's what I really, you know, kind of focused on because I think we all know that I wasn't the fastest or the most athletic. No. <laughs> Did you even play defense in high school? Or? I tried. You tried? No, maybe I didn't try. <laughs> But you hear, you hear him say the footwork thing. That's that's amazing because when you go through drills in high school, and, and Pete, you know this, and Lou, you're at my practices. We start talking about playing off two. We start all these things, and kids are just like, what? And the yeah. footwork is just so important. Yeah. Um, so it's interesting that you didn't say you know anything besides the footwork part. Um, but then, I mean, and the footwork is so key, but, uh, I mean, the shooting has got to be something. The shooting is definitely very important. Every day. Yeah, yeah that, was, that was an everyday thing, you know, after practice, go up to Harden and Shoot more, you know. I could, I just couldn't get enough. So it was hard in your spot. Like, Harden was my spot. Everybody, that was my every player home. has a spot. Yeah. You know, Pete probably had a spot back in his day, maybe your backyard or wherever you went. But everybody's got a spot. Oh, yeah, out in, the, mm-hmm. out in the driveway. That's that's where you get better. Yeah, for sure. Was there any uh, like unique drills or anything out of the ordinary that you would do to you know make uh, your game as you know you know grow as a grow yeah? As a player? Well, whenever I first walk in the gym, I. You know, a lot of kids, they come in and they start chucking three-pointers. But for me, I like to start in close, you know, trying to get my feel down, get my touch down, and then, you know, just work my way out slowly. So I hope the kids that are listening kind of understand that. Yeah. You, there's nothing worse than, you know, Pete as a coach. You show up, you get the balls out, next thing you know, it's a, right into a three-point shot or it's into the old step back. You know, we got, you know, James Harden out there. Mm, yeah. We got all these guys firing yeah, up. It's funny, launching. though. And Casey, you know as you're doing a little coaching now with some younger kids, you know the kids who can play just when they walk in the gym and see what they yeah, do. Yeah. You know, is, yeah. does a kid go and start form shooting? And if he does, he probably has an idea. If he's going to the, if he went over and got Cheetos and some, you know, uh, something to drink and comes in and starts with the old hook shot from half court, and then just tell the kid to leave. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes what yeah, I like yeah. to say. So, so, uh, what, so kind of like the same thing, what drove you nuts about kids you play with in high school with about their work ethic? Uh, work ethic? Honestly, like our guys in the high, like our high school team. Our guys, we did like we. They didn't. There wasn't much that. So you didn't have a whole lot of grab basketball. No, not really. I mean, our guys were pretty good. Honestly, their work ethic was there. You know, they they were dedicated. I'd say so. You know, that's interesting because there's not too many kids who can play high school sports that said my team did it the right way. Yeah. And it just so happens that the team that did it the right way had some success. You know, if we had a camp like. Every player was there, like helping the little kids. Like you know how you do the summer camps. Absolutely, like, all of our guys were there. Like you know, it, it wasn't mandatory, but they showed up. And I hope the kids out there are listening to that because <clears throat> I don't think 
many of the kids in high school until they probably are a, a senior or out of high school realize the mm-hmm. impact they make on those little kids yeah. at those camps mm-hmm. just to see their face. Um, because they look up to you. I don't care if you're the 10th guy on the team. Yeah. If you say to the little kid, I play high school basketball here, mm-hmm. but I'm the guy who gets the water and brings the balls out and gets coach a towel. But guess what? They don't know that. No. They just know that you've you're worked hard to be on the team. Yeah, exactly. No, absolutely. Uh, you know, I didn't work hard to be on that team. What do you mean? I just showed up. <laughs> you work your butt off every single day. You know, kudos to you. By the way, Lou here has done, um, he's been in charge of our film, Pete, in, in Casey, all, all year long. And, and what a job he's done getting filmed from other schools. Um, but kudos to you, man. You're working your tail off this year, and I'm proud of you. Doesn't seem like it. <laughs> oh, well, I guess <laughs> I've got more jobs to do. Yeah. Um, yeah, here's my shoes. You want to clean them? <laughs> in, uh, in high school, <laughs> did you compare yourself to other local kids around the area? Honestly, I you know I I didn't do that much. I I was more focused on myself. I didn't I didn't really care about someone scoring thirty points or you know any of that. I was more focused on me and my team. You know that's interesting because I think today that's got to be something that's different yeah. with kids because yeah. they're on the snappy snap and the insta. Oh, social insta. media is. Just what do you think about not, social media? Too, I mean, obviously every kid loves it, but I right. mean at some point you just got to say like, all right, I'm going to put this down and I'm going to go do something else. And don't you think that the the worst thing about social media, we've talked to other people around, is the fact that these kids want instant highlights right away. Exactly. Yeah. So like mid game, like mid season highlights. I'm like, what? Yeah, <laughs> I'd be lucky. I'd be lucky to get an after season highlight. Right. Like, you know these kids. Yeah, it, it, it comes January second, and they're they're yeah. wanting their mid season yeah. highlight. Yeah, I played How four games. Your, can you put this together? Yeah, I've like, played. Nine, I've played eight games. Can you put this together? How about your mid season fails? Mid season blunders. I'm saying like, what if coach just came in and said, "All right, guys, I've broken you down. You guys took care of your mid season highlights. I got your mid season fails." You know what? Season bloopers. And it, you know, you all use huddle. Absolutely. Yeah. It's such a great tool. It's awesome. And then when like your your players come in and they have questions, you can go right to that huddle mm-hmm. and say, "All right, let's check your last game." So we'll pull up that player's stats and oh, you have five turnovers here. You had four three pointers. Well, this is what we can. So you know you can learn a lot from failing. And that's the that's the thing that the kids I think right now don't understand. Right. You got to be able to take away some growth when you fail. Well, and the same thing about the huddle thing is when you, you would hope that the kid would criticize themselves and be self-critical yeah. and self-aware. But if if you break down the film for them, you're going to have the four positives and the eight negatives, mm-hmm. and they're going to have the, the 16 positives, and they're not even going to look at the negatives. <laughs> no, no, you no, know, no, and no, I think no. that's the thing with coaches is when you're when you're doing that film session with your guys, especially with high school kids, you yeah. have to be careful yeah. because you can't show them 30 things they did wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But at the same time, that, that film don't lie, Casey. No, it the film doesn't. does not film lie. Did Rick ever call you out in the film sessions? Oh yeah, he, did he? How was Rick? I was Rick as a coach. He was good. You know, he was honest. But you know, people are like, "Oh, he's mean." But like, like, what do you yeah. expect from a coach? Like, they're they're telling you like the right, right, like the right stuff. Like, they're not going to give you all positive. Well, I was just you know, I say Rick. I'm talking about his high school coach, Coach Rick Foster. Yeah. I was actually talking to Rick on on Friday night about when your team gets your butt kicked. You know, by 25 or 30 points. In high school sports, it's going to happen. Yeah. And sometimes it's best when you have those games because then the kid who thought they were good at A, B, C, and D, yeah. you can take him and say, you know, are you really ready? Especially younger kids. Yeah. You can kind of put them down and say, what did you think about it? Are you really ready for this? Yeah. You know, and, and film does a lot of things. But so we talked about Coach Foster. He was pretty hard on you guys. What was his thing in practice, I guess? Or if you had to if you had to talk about his motto, his goals, yeah. he obviously led you in a, in a fantastic mm-hmm. direction. But um, a two-hour practice for St. Charles High, um, what is that like it's all about toughness he's is a it, big toughness guy and when if you say not, when you say toughness is it toughness drills or is it 
just the, him using the word toughness and trying to get you guys to be tough. Yeah, just trying to be tough, you know, have the mindset, you know, and that's just, I mean, toughness. Were there any drills that he did or names of drills that if you said right now your alumni would be like, oh, yeah, that one was a there tricky was one. There was one where you'd put a four, it'd be two on two, so uh-huh. you'd just pretty much throw the ball up. Two, two people on a team, go get the rebound, no rules, like no right. fouling, no out of bounds, and there are times where kids would be on the court for 30 minutes because they couldn't get a rebound just because right. you know like there are times where i'd actually i you push people just right. to get the ball uh-huh. and, and they're they're too soft to do anything about it so we used to call it did he have like a fancy name for it uh, i can't remember we call it pink panty at st charles west <laughs> sometimes you know, i think yeah. i think jeremy jackson calls it nick's rebounding I think sometimes you got to call it something different to get him going a little bit yeah pete <laughs> you got your hands over your face <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. He's trash in the football game. So Rick was pretty <laughs> tough on you guys, but I think if you ask anybody about their coaches growing up, you know, the ones that are, I always say, I, I always tell my guys, I'm going to be the most transparent coach you've ever yeah. had. Mm-hmm. Because if you don't have a transparent coach, if you have a coach that is talking to the kids because he wants to tell them something that they can go home and tell their parents mm-hmm. that's so exciting, my coach said this, it's so positive, we are going to tell you all the positive things we can. Yeah. But if we don't tell you your weaknesses and what we think you need to work on, then mm-hmm. all of a sudden you're going to be surprised and you're going to be a junior senior and you're going to go why am I not playing because the honesty factor yeah, wasn't there yeah. um fine line but let's talk about it a little bit um you, co- you played for coach spoon right I did at eastern and then you played for strick um tell us about your college coaches were they kind of like rick were they different uh coach spoon he was really laid back uh-huh. uh but I feel like every practice you know he would kind of he'd find that one person that wasn't His ready to practice boy? yeah and he would just eat them alive really and was I, it the same guy or was it? No, it would be a different guy every practice. You know, like I, I was at the end of the stick a few times. Right. You know, you just go to practice and you're just like one of those days like, oh. It's going to be me. It, yeah. You almost wonder know. if he goes and pulls a name out. Yeah, He's like, here it is today. Yeah. But, you know? You know, I, I I did like Spoon a lot. He was a good coach and, and a better guy. And what separates uh, Mark Stricker from obviously the guy that you kind of wanted to follow around? What separates him? Was it a relationship thing? It, I mean, it a relationship thing. And, you know, he's almost like a second father to me right. just because I've known him for so long. Uh-huh. and. You know, even like when I'm like, hey, I'm going to like a, a wedding. Like, hey, Strick, I need, I need something to wear. Like, right. he'll give me his ties, anything. You know, so Strick probably gets dressed for you. Yeah, he really does. Says this is what you need. No, not that <laughs> much. But he'll, I'll send him a picture. Like, hey, is this suit good for this right. wedding? I'll be like, oh, perfect. That's awesome. Like, that's you know, awesome. like I can go to him for literally anything. Any that's life cool. situations, I'll go to Strick. Well, I think you said it, you said it fair. Life situations. I always yeah. tell my guys every time I see him, I say, if you ever need anything, let me know. Yeah. And I'm hoping I'm hoping I never get the phone call when they really may need me in a negative situation. Yeah. But I always tell them, if you need me, let me know. Yeah. Here's a question I had. So I was looking back and what we were doing prep today in your senior year. We and do lots of prep for this, don't we? Yes, we do. And um, <laughs> just prep. It's, prep it's fair our to say off. your senior year was. One of the best years St. Charles probably has ever seen. For Tell basketball. us about his senior year. I mean, well, I'm saying, like, just in St. Charles for right. high school basketball in general. I mean, this kid went for 678 points his oh, senior year. Shoot. 21 a game, and then they won the state title. St. Charles West went 20 and 8 that year. With And St. Charles High played a tough schedule 28 and 4. St. Charles West also played a tough schedule 20 and 8. And Duchenne had pretty good years while well, 19 and 11 against a tough schedule with I think it was a junior heavy team that year so I mean for you three 
I'm too young to remember, like, to understand how exciting was that time for St. Charles. Like, that time. I know it wasn't 05 through 07, but... It wasn't 05 through 07, but it was it was very competitive. Very competitive. Um, and I think one thing that I think Casey would understand, too, is I think the respect factor was huge. Oh, yeah. Um, I think going through that time, you know, I remember um, pre-Casey with the Duchenne guys um, shaking their hands through a line after they beat us in districts and saying, go win this sucker. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember myself... Um, having the ultimate respect for Coach Foster and your guys' group and was telling you guys the same thing. And I remember I took my wife. You know, one thing I, I pride myself on is your, the state championship game. My wife and I hopped in the car to watch these guys because I respected these guys. Mm-hmm. And I made it darn sure when I was there to make sure I knew that you knew I was there um, for that state championship game. Because yeah. it meant a lot to me because yeah. you guys were good dudes. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think that's something that was going along that time of basketball in St. Charles where the respect was just huge. Oh, I agree. You know, Were, were there any teams – during high school that you just hated to play or you knew it was going to be a, a long night. It was St. Yeah, Charles West. It was a, <laughs> a love-hate thing, you know, because, you know, the atmosphere was always going to be there. But I don't know. that Those games scared me. They honestly did, you know, because Logan, Logan is such a good player. Right. And uh, I think when you play a team, probably when you guys are as good as you are, that's a rival with that, that has another team. they're te- always just going to be close. And they're going to be close, and the other team has a good point guard. Yeah. You know, yeah. and I will remind most of you out there, the last loss of that season for mm. the Pirates in 2015 was against the Warriors. Um, needless to say, the first uh, 13 seconds of the game, you're, in my case, yeah. second-best player, player, Chase <laughs> rolled Morfield, his ankle, rolled yeah. his ankle right in front of me, and I thought to myself, well, <laughs> I feel bad for this young man, but this might turn out good for us. So, yeah, the Warriors were the last team to beat you guys uh, that season. And while we're at it, is it, this would be a good time, Lou, for why don't we break down that last four to six games of, of that season, the state championship run. Yeah, so, sure. So they play the Warriors. They, lo- mm-hmm. they lose to St. Charles West on their home floor. Right. Yeah. You guys go to Zoom all Say South. that again. Say uh, that again. The next night. So you guys lose to us. Yeah. You play. lose your second best player. And then the ne- people, the next night. Not the yeah. next night. Nope. A few nights later. Yeah, few nights later. later. Same week. But within the next two days, yeah, emotional play. loss. And you guys go to Zoom all South. Without Chase, still. without Chase, still. This was one of the. This is one of the, the craziest nuts. best high school I'm mad games. I missed it. Me too. Oh, yeah. And I look in the and what was the freaking score? Oh my god, ninety-seven to yeah, overtime. Ninety-nine, ninety-seven. Tell us There's a lot about of that defense game. being played there. Yeah, I mean, obviously game. you were guarding. I was guarding the heck the out of player. your guy. Yeah, I was all over him. But uh, you know that game was just a lot of up and down. Uh, the pace was just unreal. Yeah. Uh, but you know a lot of I players can't even stepped do 99. up. I can't even. I can't even do 99 sit-ups in a week. You guys are scoring that many points. And let me let me ask you a question. So you guys won that game, correct? We did. 99-97 against yeah. a good Zumwalt South team. Yeah, they were good with Marshawn and Preston. Absolutely. Preston dropped 47 that game. He, he only did. missed one shot in the field that are night. Really? What was his field? Yeah. Was he? He had, was 15 for 16 from the field. Was that the game you broke the record? It was. Yeah. And it was 14 On the game-winning So you broke the scoring record. On the game-winning shot. On the game-winning shot uh-huh. of a 99-97 game after you lose to your rival and lose your second-best player. And would I be shameful in thinking that there were two things that led you to your state championship, in my opinion. One, I think, was give, was that game. Mm-hmm. I think it proved to your team that you could play without him. Yeah. But I think also in the 48 hours in between, you realized you were going to get him back. Yeah. He wasn't going to be gone for the no, year. he was not going to And be. I think the second thing, if I had to guess, was probably the year before when you guys lost to Helias, yeah, I believe. I remember that feeling, yeah. And, and so if you're if you're listening out there, what does it take to be a state championship? Probably at some point in your career, in your career, you had to lose a tough game yeah. to where it stopped your season. When and, and if you're fortunate enough not to be the senior who loses, but yeah. you guys were juniors. Yeah. So you lose to Elias and you realize 
we're you know one of those things where we're not as good as we thought we were. We have to work hard in the offseason, yeah. but we're really close. Then the, the second thing I think all state championship teams do is they have to find some sort of adversity during their year. Mm-hmm. And that was it. You guys lost to your rival on your home floor. We spanked you. We spanked you. We spanked you. <laughs> and then after that, well, we spanked you. And then after that, you go out to play Zumwalt South yeah. and 99-97 without your second best player and realize he's coming back. And then what was the route from there? So then they go to districts that, at St. Charles West, beat McClure by a score of 92 to 76. Not a, lot of, not a lot of defense being played there nope. again. Yeah. And then play the host Warriors in the district championship where St. Charles High wins 50-43. to 43. We tried to slow you down. That, you, guys, you guys did that every game. Well, well we didn't have any other <laughs> options. <laughs> no, that's, and then go, St. Charles High goes to sectionals against Moberly mm, yeah. and beats them by four. That was a good game, yeah. They were a good team. I don't think I came out once that game, and I was just exhausted. But... You know, they had a few really good players. They uh-huh. had a big, they had a, a two guards that were really good. Right. But I feel like a lot of these runs our St. Charles teams have ever made over the last 30 years, like yeah. Moberly sticks there. It's either Moberly or Elias. Mm-hmm. I feel like the same teams with those yeah. programs. And they're always they're always a tough team, toughness know. team, you know, yeah. type of team. So after Moberly. They played Miller Career and beat them in quarterfinals at Francis Hall. And Miller Career had a sophomore, I think, at the time that plays for SLU. Yes, yeah. right now. And, uh, and he can play. Javante Perkins. Javante yeah, Perkins. That's right, yeah. And he, he's, I think he's a little, like one guy at SLU that's a little under-evaluated, actually. Yeah. I think he plays a lot. That was for my that. birthday. Woo! Played on my birthday. Man, look at this guy. And birthday. I, I remember going that it's game, and then after that, watching that Nafisha Collier beat up St. Charles West by herself. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, beating up. Scored like 39, West scored 31. Guess like, Alex Bazaar like that. <laughs> yeah. So then St. Charles High goes down to Mizzou. Goes plays Bolivar in the state semifinals, beats yeah. him by twenty five. Chase we went are crazy. Bolivar, yeah. that was the game. So Chase, went so now nuts. Chase is back. Chase went nuts. Yeah, carried you that game. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's what it all. You always hear those state championship stories too. It's about the other guy. You know, it's not always about. I mean, I remember us when we finished second in state back when we had Kramer and the guys. Uh, Brandon Champagne came up big for us yeah. in one of those games, and then finally we go to the infamous state championship game against Springfield Hillcrest. <laughs> Give me that guy's name that played for them that Brady. I wanted to choke. Yeah, Brady Petrie. Yeah, Petrie. Petrie. Yeah, Brady mm. Petrie. Yep. So um, let's talk a little bit about that game. Yeah, let's let's do. So at halftime, you guys are down sixteen. And what does is, what is, what is Ricky have for you at the halftime of that game? Is, is, I don't think he can be getting after you at this no, point. No, he was not getting after us. He was just trying to motivate us and Nick, saying, like, you know, like the game's not over. Like, there's still another they half of basketball. Every shot. They did, and I couldn't, I couldn't make a bucket. I think I had, like, four points. Like, I, I was were, missing point-blank layups. You were two for... You were two for ten from three. Two for game. ten from three. We but looked that up earlier. those two threes were absurd. Daggers. So at halftime, you come out, and next thing you know, 16-point lead goes to 21. And Petrie, the other team, for those of you who don't know... It's a state championship game. There's eight-minute quarters. There's no shot clock. High is down 21 with about four and a half or five and a half minutes to go. And this Petrie kid, who was the other team's best player, I think he was a little younger at the time. Maybe he was a senior. Maybe I don't know. Senior. But he had played he for was four only years. Senior, yeah. And uh, he goes, throat slash. It's over. It's over. With yeah. his mouth, he says, it's over. Did you see this? Personally? I did not see it. I didn't even know it happened until, like, a week after the game. Really? Yeah. And it probably was a good thing, because I yeah. don't think you probably, with the emotions being down 21, probably yeah. witnessed a guy giving a throat slash and saying mm-hmm. it's over. Well, I did. And I thought to myself, I've seen a lot of basketball, and I've seen this team play a lot, yeah. and I know the character that these guys had. I'm not quite sure it's over, but I almost started my car. Yeah. And then, all of a sudden, 21 turns into 16, and 16 turns into 12, and 12 mm-hmm. turns into 8. 
and the crowd gets behind you. It was yeah. And give it me your nice. perspective on that, Pete. It was. I was staying with Owens. I think Jim Scott. Oh, Jim Scott. Yeah. Uh, we were all sitting there, and you guys start going on your run, and I'm like, it's all coach talk, right. watching it, and just. I was like, I think if they can get within eight, right, with like the uh, with like four or five minutes, I think they have a shot. That is so coaches talk. And if they can just get it to eight with four minutes left, they're, 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 they'll go, start they to tighten up. Yep. And then I still think it's the best shot of the game was Artie Day shot oh, in the course. corner for three. Yeah, Artie for three. That tied up, I think. Yeah, and I was like. Oh my gosh! They're, when he made that shot and tied it up, I go, "They're gonna win this thing." Yeah, and wow. and then, and then it bam, awesome. it's over. And then, well, Petrie fouls on his fourth like foul. Left. Well, I think Bryce t- took a charge. They called yeah. a block. Bryce Williams the center. Yeah. Yep. And <laughs> then, maybe like two plays later, same situation, and Petrie just ran him over. Just boom and charged. And I remember lifting Bryce up like it's on like the. The film and mm-hmm. like we like there's two guys like I was on the right side and someone was on the left side and we helped him up and, and Bryce just went flying. flying like he just went flying he was so happy I was like oh my and gosh. the interesting thing you talk about you know if kids are listening or parents are listening you know you got the kid who throat slash so he's talking he's up twenty one now he's fouled out and now he's gonna lose the state championship yeah, because a lot that had to do with it was a yeah, charge on the other end so you just talk about everything we tell these kids as they're growing up you know hustle take charges have toughness have poise we always tell our kids you know that you tell your kids to have poise and a lot of times the kids don't know what that definition mm-hmm. is. Of course, it's, you know, what are you going to do when things aren't going your way? Yeah. And it was a true character win. And tell, tell me just real quick about the other guys on your team that weren't you and Chase. Um, how did it work? I mean, to a point where how did they buy in that we have two studs here, we have a good centerpiece in Wiggs, mm-hmm. um, those other guys that fit. Um, when did you know during your high school career with that group that that was a possible thing to win a state championship? I mean, this sounds kind of messed up, but I never really thought like state championship was really right. there until like mid season. I was like, you know, like we're pretty good. We're like, pretty good. Yeah, yeah, like and like I knew like the guys that I was with, like we've known each other for so long, and you know that's just a a good group of guys to be with. You know, like right. Josh Roglin, right? Like he was a huge player for us. Like mm-hmm. no one really expected much of him, but he was you know grabbing rebounds, blocking shots, like he was. He was doing a the things that guy. you like, and Chase and Wiggs, just the things that your team yeah. needs that you didn't have to fulfill. Because mm-hmm. let's face it, if the best player has to do the things you just mentioned, yeah. that means you're doing you're doing too much. Yeah. Your bag is yeah. too big to carry. Um, and it's just so cool for kids who are listening out there that there are role players yeah, that can win state championships. Role players, yeah, you know, and, and like uh, Raheem too. And yes, Artie, like like you mentioned, Artie right. making a big shot. Raheem, you know, Brady Beecher just making ridiculous shots, but. You know, Raheem did a decent job on him. Right. But he was just... And I'm assuming hot. Raheem was the kind of guy every game that you found the other team's best, best player. player. That, he was was a, that was, that was his mission. But he took yeah. it as a challenge. He did. And, you know, he didn't really care about scoring. He right. was... He was a, everyone was a team guy in that right. team. Like no one was like a this is this is me. Like it's it was a team. So if you're listening out there, once we, it, it doesn't matter if it's the Cardinals winning the World Series in 2011 or if it's Pete winning the Battle Hawks championship. It's it's just one of those things. That, yeah, hundred dollar season tickets. I mean, come on now. But I mean, or if it's you know Jack, well, you know Lou Here's watching the crunch word. my predict. The Battle Hawks will go one full season, okay, and then they'll fold. The XFL will fold after one full season. One full season. With How many seasons over under? I'm gonna give it two. I want to set it at one and a half. One and a half. Casey, do you know who the Battle Hawks are? I do know they're a football team. They are a football team. I'll give it. I don't know. Three seasons. Three. He's taking, wow, a, wild he's taking a wild guess there. We're gonna have a good season. I think. Good season. Yeah. We're gonna go. Uh, how, many, <laughs> how many games did the Battle Hawks play? 
think. Well, if, if you know this, we're gonna have problems. I don't know. Okay, good. 18? That's, right. That sounds like a lot. Jeez, Christmas. Uh, yeah, uh, I think he'll go one full season, then all fold. Who's our quarterback? <laughs> uh, that's a good question. That's kind of like the state of it right now. Going back to this, that state championship game. No, it's Battlehawks. <laughs> but I wanted to talk about the picture that was in the paper when you guys won. Mm. With all five of you guys. Yeah. I don't think there's a, another... Uh, that picture right there just symbolized... You know, your season mm-hmm. and, and the game as a whole because all five guys were in the picture and you were all moving forward. Mm-hmm. And that's what championship teams do. I must feel yeah. like it's a it's a picture that could be right by the, the bridge as you come into St. Charles. I mean, that picture was awesome. <laughs> I'm still waiting for that sign that says, Welcome to St. Charles, home of the... Well, I think we still have ours up over on probably from 95. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we always... Dominic's probably got theirs up too there, you know? Yeah. The, you know what's funny about that picture is that I'm pretty sure, like, maybe like two seconds after that, it was a turnover. Really? Led to a layup. <laughs> <laughs> I did but, not know that. But, but hey. I'm, the picture I, looked cool. We did it for the picture. The sweet. Yeah. I mean, if I if I was on a state championship team and I had that picture, yeah. it would be it, it would be on the front of my house, probably plastered up there. Just not cool enough to get, or get one of those. But um but what a what a story, what a cool thing for St. Mm-hmm. Charles to, to to wheel around here. Um a cool deal. Mm-hmm. So uh when you were on the AU circuit, um so we know you played from Okan Elite. Who was the best player you played with, and who was the best player you played against? Uh, the best player I played with was, by far, Shake Milton. He played God. for the 76ers right now. He went to SMU. Uh, just a all-around good player. He can shoot it. He can really pass it. He's got probably a 7-foot wingspan, Yeah, and he's like probably 6'4", 5". Yep. He's, he's just a total player. He, he brings it. Like I said, if a kid ever enrolls at St. Charles West and – Shakes my hand and says, I'm shake. I mean, it's on. <laughs> I mean, we're going to go wingspan. I mean, that's awesome. So, did you ever get to play against anybody that, I mean, I, Tyson Chandler, when I played, I mean, Tyson Chandler's probably for those 40 year olds out there who know who he is. I was 14 years old and mm. he dunked on me. Oh. And his shorts were in my face. And that's when I realized <laughs> I better start picking up a baseball because I was saying yeah. I don't work out. But anybody like that? Uh, Malik Monk. Malik played Monk. At, oh. Played at Kentucky. Yeah. Uh, ben Simmons. Oh, boy. Did he shoot uh, three against you? I don't no, he, he did, no, no, but he did. Did shoot. he try? Yeah, he would shoot right-handed or left-handed. Left-handed. Yeah. <laughs> uh, there, I mean, there's just so many. Like Jalen Brunson uh-huh. from uh, Villanova. Was uh, Jalen Brunson the one that hit the trail three? No, he no, was, it was Chris Jenkins. Yeah. Okay, sorry, Lou. I didn't <laughs> yeah, he's basketball. God, <laughs> you play against Jason Tatum. I never in high school. I never played against. You never went, oh, did you ever get any open run around town with like uh, any of those guys, Beal so or Tatum the, or Incarnate Word? You know, three on three tournament. Uh-huh. We, we always played Incarnate year. Word. Yeah. yeah, we played against him in that Poor every year golf tournament. Yeah, um, Normandy golf yeah, course is closing. Something. What is that? Yeah. What is that going on? Yeah, oh, I, saw that. <laughs> I have no comment. <laughs> I do. I don't understand. Did you like that course? I, it was so you. Last you, time I played there, somebody out, died. You, Casey and I are golfers. I mean, we see each other at the golf course every yeah. once in a while. And I think if you take that course, Normandy Golf Course, and you just kind of if you could lift it up and put it yeah. in like West County, that's yeah. a tough run. It is. Yeah, it's just in a bad spot. Yeah, I agree. And if you listen to five ninety in the morning, or let everybody play for free. I guess I don't really? know what's going on. I was caddying for the uh, 
the fan page. The Dota Open? The fan page club channel. Oh, yeah, that's right. We had a St. Charles High guy in there. My buddy Tony Shipley was in it. He asked me to caddy. I go, I've never caddied before. He goes, I just need someone there. Just to walk in. If it's anything to do with that radio station, what's going on, you just need to show up. Yeah. Uh, But, yeah, Normandy Golf is a good run. I thought it was tough, tight. It was tight. Very Um, You can hit a ball over Incarnate Word every once in a while (laughs) and see what Rolfus was doing. Yeah, I've never tried that. But, I mean, I would have probably taken out a window. Uh, I mean, one of those courses where yeah, you, think you, can, yeah, you think you can shoot an 82, and next thing you know, you're struggling out of there with yeah. a 91, looking yeah. for the nearest hot shot. It's a tough golf course. If you had to take me out and drive it right now, I got a hoop out there. Let's say it's 10 foot, mm. and you had one possession for a million dollars. Now, I'm a pretty good defender. I like to do the uh, forearm up there, but uh, what's one move you're going to? And, I, and in my mind, I, I think I, you think about it for, for 10 seconds. I'm going to tell Lou over here and whisper, and I think I'm going to guess it right. Okay, so just give it 10 oh, seconds. Everybody just, you think about it, I and I'm going to just whisper. <laughs> All right. It'd be a fadeaway on either side. Which side? No, no, no. Time out. So I got one. I, I got it right, first okay. of all. Okay. Yes, you did. But now I did give a side. Uh... I like so if we're looking at the basket right here. I like catching on the left block. Oh my god! Yeah. What did I say? You you said that. I said if I, I said catch it on the left block, block it'll be jumper. a fadeaway. If I catch it on the right block, it'll probably be. Did, a, did you get that? I did. I told him. I guarantee you. I hear secrets because I've seen this before a million times. Guys, this is a coach who's opened the gym up for this guy a lot with his buddy Logan, and they would play one on one, one on one, one on one. And as I watched him in college, that sucker would get the ball. He'd go to the left block, and he'd kind of let the guy – you would let a guy ride you out yeah. a little bit so you could get to 15 feet. Mm-hmm. He'd catch it on the right block. He'd smack the ball, and he'd look over his left shoulder, and it was always going to end up being going over, I believe, your right shoulder. Yeah. Le- I told you right. What did I yes. say? I said left block fadeaway. Yeah. So, million, I knew it. I yeah. knew it. I knew it. But in high school, that kind of was like a – That wasn't a thing. Well, no. Like, it was, you can't school. be like, hey, yeah. Rick, give me the ball on the right no. block, and I'm going to go fadeaway jumper. It's, <laughs> it's not going to happen, but – I just yeah. love when you dribble the ball, you bring the ball up a half court, and I could always tell it was going up. You always had your feet angled one way, right oh, across yeah. half court, and I go, it's going up. And Well, you know what else he liked to do? He would always shoot hand. the ball when the ball was in his left yeah. hand. If he was I dribbling the ball to his left, if the ball was in his left hand, it was going up. And I tell yeah. my guys, I go, if he's going left, you know, make him go left. This time, Buck, you make him go left, it's going to be two in your eye. But if he's going left, he's pulling up. Because he wasn't very good at pulling up with your no. – if you were dribbling with your right hand, you were not like as that. good of a lead and I could lift because you wanted your feet to be pointed, like I said, mm-hmm. at about 10 or 11 o'clock on the, on the yeah. clock. Yeah. And then you would rise up and you'd get your shoulders square. Mm-hmm. God, I knew it. I was thinking about that question all day long, and I go, I hope he tells me because I think I know it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right, so uh, – what made your state team different, in your opinion? Which led, I mean, what was what separated them from other competition like West that year? What separated you guys uh, from them? Honestly, just how close we were. Like we were like really like that was a brotherhood. Like mm-hmm. those guys, like we would work. hang out. Like we would hang out on the weekends. Like we would do everything together before games. We you know we'd go go out and grab a bite to eat. Like we did everything together. And there was like no one on that team was kind of felt alone. Like it was a team thing. So we what did I, everything together. And I think the, the key is brotherhood. You know, as coaches, we try to enforce that brotherhood. We try mm-hmm. to get there, but our minds are so focused. I think at times the brotherhood just happens through your yeah. ages growing yeah. up. You know, I, I guarantee many coaches around don't have that piece of the puzzle. Even mm-hmm. the Cardinals or the Blues, yeah. like the brotherhood happens away from the coach. Mm-hmm. And yeah. if you can have that brotherhood, you talk about a coach's life becoming so much easier, easier yeah. um, in the long run. Of course. So 
you know, many people have asked. You have no idea about the 1995. Uh, uh, were you born yet? Were you born in 1995? 96. 96. You know, Coach Howler. So I see Coach Howler, and he goes, I, he goes, I see you got Casey T. on the podcast. <laughs> and he goes, ask him who would win the game between the 15 <laughs> state championship buckos and the 95 Warriors. He goes, I can, you know what? You need to tell him the Warriors would have beat your ass by 20 points. And I go, Coach. I don't think Casey was even born when he won state championship. And he goes, yeah, I don't care. Ask him. So you have any idea who's on that I, team? I have no clue. No, well, I think they would have probably gotten you by about, I think, probably 22. It was, was a good team. I think they would have beaten their second place uh, Final Four team probably by about 20 as well. But mm. So, Coach, I asked the question, but once again, the young man was not born yet. So um, <laughs> just good luck with the Linwood Lions here the next couple of weeks. We're going to have to pass that question. So um, you can't hedge on these. You ready? If you could have went to any other high school in the area, which one would would you have chosen? Oh, I probably Duchenne. I love probably it. Those comments, guys. Favorite place to eat in St. Charles? Emos. Emos. No question. Did you play any defense in high school? No. Lou wanted me to ask you: boxers or briefs? <laughs> boxers. College or NBA? College. And you already answered the last one. You would have played for Duchenne. So. Let's go ahead and get into Casey. Thanks for the question and answer. Now you can kind of just bust in. We're gonna have uh, Lou here kind of just give us the rundown of. First off, I want to oh, discuss Mario McKinney. <sighs> here we uh, go. Um, yeah, he's been suspended indefinitely from Mizzou. What? The, uh, what? What? Just it's, recently? Yesterday. Yeah. It sounds it's, like he punched well, a teammate. Is what the you rumors. said he punched a teammate. You also oh, said he maybe failed something. Um, <laughs> and then you also said something about. Um, what was the other thing you said? We were talking about this earlier today. Oh, no. He, we kind of went off on Twitter the last couple of days. You see Yeah, that? he was tweeting a oh, really? lot last night during Social the game. Social media. What was his nickname again? It was it's Bug something. Or is it, is it Hoodie Rio? Yeah, Hoodie Rio. So, so why is Hoodie yeah. Rio not – But he was not getting any run. Did you notice when he got run, he got the ball every time and he would just dart. Like It was almost yeah. like they got him in thinking if he could go off for a little bit. Mm-hmm. What's his deal, you think? Well, first off, I think you – Mentioned this about Terrence Hargrove in practice. He comes from Vashon, which mm-hmm. it, it, they play a little bit more motion basketball in the East St. Louis, but it's still not really motion basketball. You know, they had that Highland shootout yesterday, right? Yeah. And uh, one of my buddies went, and he said he was watching. Is it Simeon? Yeah. In Chicago Simeon. Did they play Vashon? Yeah. yeah they and he's Vashon. in the huddle, and they, and they have to And he goes, boys, don't forget we play two ways, fast and faster. <laughs> And I think that's leading to our question about these guys <laughs> developing into college basketball players that play at these schools that just run, run, run. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But go ahead and get back to what I think what you're going to say. Think, well, yeah, McKinney, I just don't think, got a true – I mean, the way his style was, yeah. he was not set up to play at Mizzou because people are saying he's a point guard. No, he wasn't. Right. No. And he, he just – he's the way he plays his style is such a tough fit at a Division yeah. One school. In case let me ask you um, – these kids that come from these these programs like a Vashon or East St. Louis where they're guarding 94 feet and the offense is pretty much, let's just run go. it down your throat. Yeah, that's like a West Virginia style. It is. And when those kids go to college, that's got to be a different world. Oh, it's a big world. change, yeah. It's like a just a whole new universe, I feel like. Because yeah. they're, not, they're not used to any of that. Like No. It's like me going to Germany and not knowing any language. Right. And like, they, it is, though, because it's almost like you go to you go play for a Division One team after being a stud in high school where you're guarding 94 feet yeah. and you're turning people over. Yeah. You're averaging 26. 16 of them are on turnovers and lay-ins. Yeah. And next thing you know, you don't know what a flare screen is. Exactly. And that's the difference between, like, Courtney Ramey and Mario McKinney. Yeah, like, Courtney, can, Courtney play. can play because he's been playing motion basketball. Too, yeah. Yeah. And, like, you Good just, like, when you get to that point, you can't even compare the two players at that no. point because they're just – 
two completely different styles of basketball. I agree. He's just an athlete, and Mario's right. an athlete. And, and, yeah. and it's kind of hard at the college level to teach an athlete how to play all of a sudden because then all of a sudden that athlete who doesn't really know how to play gets pissed yeah. and leaves, and then he goes plays Division two or Division three, and he's an athlete, mm-hmm. so they can fit in, but they still realize at Division two, Division three level that that still isn't going to work. Yeah. So it'll be interesting. I just that must have been fresh yeah. news off your computer there. Yeah, it's. I mean, what yeah. other what other really burned your buns? What else you got to talk about? Um. Well, the Highland Shootout was. Tell us about the Highland Shootout. Well, the big surprise yesterday was so Friday night. CBC got beat by the Smet by 16. Now they get pounded. Tatum got tossed. Really? Is that I, right? I, I haven't heard that. I Tech or two? Sure. Yeah. But, I mean, Caleb Love going for, I think, 15. It's his lowest all season. Whoa. And the Smet dominated. The Smets got some size they with do the have two 6'10 kids. Yeah. Yeah, two and kids, it, I can't even pronounce their name. One of the, <laughs> one of the kids, Siku and uh, Yaya. I don't know. Yaya. Yaya, well, Yaya, I believe, lives with a kid that went to DeSmet. And then all of a sudden, like, literally, like, he, he lives, you know, one of those kids that comes in and, hey, you know, T's come live with yeah, me. Yeah. And he's seven foot playing, and then the kid who he was living with transferred to Marquette because he wasn't going to play at DeSmet. <laughs> so now the parents got to wake up and send Yaya to DeSmet wow. and John Smith to Marquette. I mean, yeah. that's, yeah. But and, they got size. And then DeSmet next day loses to Collinsville over in Illinois in the Highland Shootout. Collinsville is undefeated. They've beaten some good teams. They beat Morgan Park out of Chicago, who's pretty good. They got uh, Rayshawn Taylor. He's going to SIUE, which is a steal for SIUE, getting a hometown boy. And then uh, the battle of the seven-footers, Melville and Trinity. Trinity mm, pulling yeah. out with uh, Rashad Weekly dropping 36. And then telling, telling everybody in the paper the next day he's a dog. <laughs> he's a dog. <gasps> you know, telling Benjamin Hockman, I'm a dog. Nobody can guard me. Mm. Well, um, it's pretty intense when you tell a newspaper from St. Louis you're a dog. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's probably why he's going to Central Michigan. No offense, but I mean, if you're telling people you're a dog and you're going to Central Michigan, then um, got to have some dog in you. Yeah, you got to have exactly. a dog when you're playing for Central Michigan. And the uh, in CBC in the final game at the Highland Shootout lost to Whitney Young. Whitney Young has guy who uh, went for 40 points. When was the last time? He's going to Duke, right? He's going yeah. to Duke. Yeah. yeah. When was the last time CBC lost two games in a row on a Friday and Saturday? Who knows? Who knows? Uh, St. Charles West beats Sullivan on Friday night. Well, you know, you were talking Whitney Young, and you were talking to Smet and CBC. <laughs> now we're going to St. Charles West. We were talking to Simeon, and we're going to go ahead and talk about that St. Charles West Sullivan beat down the other night, uh, 43-37 in the uh, West, uh, part of the uh, West shootout there, uh, the, right before the Highland shootout. Um, but a, a victory for the Warriors, you know, we needed that one. That was Sullivan's a good team. They shot they shot 34, uh, 31 threes in a game. I think we were scouting them. We scouted them pretty hard. Yeah, 32, yeah 31 threes made 12, I think. Yeah, so well, they can off. shoot it. Um, but the Warriors came out victorious. St. Charles High with a victory on Friday night over Warrington by 23. And then Duchenne on Friday night. Wow, staying within three or four points of a good O'Fallon Christian team who's ranked in the top 10 in their class. How about St. Dominic beating the number five team in class four, Cape Central, by 10 at home on Thursday It doesn't night. surprise me at all. St. Dominic is a good team. Uh, we talk about the boys' side. They, they are a good team that plays a terrific zone. They're young. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not quite sure how good the, the Schwindemann kid can be, but I'm not sure he knows how good he they is. They got Deers, too. And Deers came yeah. over. and um, They're tough to beat, but, but God, we play them four or five times a year, I feel like, every yeah. year. So we, we, we kind of know how to deal with them. They know how to deal with us, and we're going to see them again down the road a couple more times. Here's I a hope. proposal I have. How would you like to play a 2 o'clock Thursday afternoon game in front of your whole student body? Against yeah. a team from three hours away. You were telling me about this. So they just shut school down and let, and let the student body go to the game. Where <laughs> yes, was this at? It's at? In Joplin. Why? Where Why Francis Hall on the tournament. Was it part of the tournament? Right? Yeah, it's part yeah. of the tournament. Oh. I don't care what it's a part of. I don't care if it's part of the 
it's daily schedule. Who plays a game at two o'clock in the school? Is it was that on a Friday? It was on a Thursday. They played Jeff City. So they just bing bing bing. Everybody reports <laughs> to the gymnasium for a two o'clock tip off. Yeah, exactly. have you seen Japan's gym? No, but no, it's nice. Is incredible. Is it awesome? It is nice. Yeah. So what was the reason behind it again? Well, the team t- from three hours showed up. Yeah, three well, hours early. Well, or? <laughs> I don't know. It was first game of four games at Joplin for a tournament. That's cool. And yeah, that's pretty cool. Francis Howell ended up winning that tournament. They're tough again. They really are tough. tough again. That kid, what's his name? Shark. Shark. God, you talk about a kid out there. He's a baseball kid. He's a Division One baseball guy, and he's Six, dominating. 14, probably averaging twenty plus. Yeah, he's hard guy to guard. But for all those kids out there who are, he's a coach's dream and a coach's nightmare. God, in high school, God, I would love to have a kid like that. Um, but here we are. Um, anything else, Lou? Anything else that really burns uh, your buns? I think. Before the next time we'll be on air, we'll have played the Pirates of St. Charles High again. We play the Pirates of St. Charles High, and as we talk about that, you know, this week uh, the Warriors go to Pacific on Tuesday night. Two forty-five uh, bus will be back by about ten. Ten fifteen. No, maybe. It'll be a long day. Man, it'll be a long day down there in Pacific, and then we come back the next night and play the Winfield on Wednesday. And the following week we got Orchard Farm Tuesday, and then the the old Buckos of St. Charles High the Friday night. We're, it's a big week. We're gonna honor the and 90- the All Star game for the NHL. Well, absolutely. Who cares? Um, but we're gonna talk, we are gonna um, honor the ninety four, ninety five, uh, ninety four Final Four team, ninety five state championship team um, on that night. Um, Taking a page out of St. Yeah, Charles High's. Yeah, I guess we'll try to get Art Holiday. I don't know what's going on. With <laughs> Um, we'll try to get somebody out there to designate the uh, microphone to that evening. Um, Blues are playing well. Cardinals, you know, I don't know what the Cardinals are going to do. They're getting uh, Nolan Arenado. You think so? Are they going to trade this left-hander that yes. they just got in a package deal with O'Neal and Dakota Hudson and Carlos Martinez for Arenado or no? Uh, they're, not trading, they're not trading Martinez. I, I don't. I, I would say it's less than 10%, I would think. You think so? Yeah. Oh, man. I'd I just trade, I, I would feel like Tison and Pete and Iggy and <laughs> Lou. I would and, love for it to happen. Are yeah. they going to trade all those pieces for a guy who may or may not sign in two years? I don't know. As I get older, I don't care. I just know that yeah. my my World Series are limiting as I approach my forties here. I just want to push the pedal a little bit here, yeah. you know, Pete. Uh, <laughs> Pete, what are your what are your visions on the Blues here? They've got to be the best hockey team. All we've I seen know are, is I need what do they have? 21, 20 wins. They're twenty seven and or 10. 27. I, I, I'm glad you paid attention. Many, <laughs> I need nineteen more wins, and I'm going to bet with Coach Gibby. Gibby, you guys bet every year. We do every year. He said fifty wins. Free guy struggled early in the season. He goes, you know what? I feel bad for you. I'm going to lower to 48. Oh. I said, deal. And then they started ascending. <laughs> and I can't wait for the chalice to come back down Market Street. Oh, here we come right after the Battle Hawks. But when the Battle Hawks come marching in. Hey, 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 hey. Anyways, the boys are sorry. doing it without their uh, top goal scorer, like, all season. Who's that? Uh, the, oh, Russian guy named, the Russian guy named Teresinko. Yeah. <laughs> His name's a lot of so well, fun not to watch. Pitten, they are fun to watch, and I'm kind of a Blues fan now. Casey, do you know what a hockey puck is? I don't watch much of it, honestly. Yeah? I was at the parade, though. You, I bet you were. <laughs> <laughs> what a night, guys. You know, Casey, thanks for coming along. No, no problem. Thanks uh, for what having a, me. What a fun evening. Lou, thank you for so much that you, you put forth in the program. You can find us I on Spotify. I request for all our listeners, specifically Warrior fans, pop out to our game on Wednesday night against Winfield. It's, it's a big conference game. It is. Pop out. Hopefully our audience is a little bigger than just freaking frosty. Then pop out on the 24th against St. Charles High. Anybody pop out. Anybody pop out. Yeah. Pop, pop, pop. So, Lou, thank you. Pete, thanks for coming over again and joining us. I like that ball cap you have on. Casey, thanks again. Iggy, back in the back. 
Thanks, Landon. Thanks for joining us tonight. And I am Chuck, and this is Lou. And Pete.